From the 97.7 WAOB studios at 6th and Bustering Streets in downtown Vincennes. It's time now for legal news and views. Now, here's Dave Rulligan and Jeff Cobb with legal news and views. Welcome, legal news and views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And if you haven't figured it out by now, we're live. It's a call-in show. You're supposed to participate, and the best way to do that is to give us a call, 812-882-3737. Operators standing by, waiting for your call. Hopefully, the question is of a legal nature, but what the heck? We'll talk about anything. Uh, football's coming up, college and pro. and I know nothing about football. I do. I like football. Well, you used to play it, didn't you? Uh, high school. Uh, I was asked to be a walk-on at IU. Oh, so but, you uh, were a division nun. <laughs> exactly that. Um, but um, no, uh, know enough about the game to, I think, make it more interesting than the normal observer. Well, here's a foreign uh, story. Uh, yeah, by the way, if you I didn't say it, if you don't call in, Dave and I just talk about whatever we want to talk about. And we started talking about football. Did you give the phone number? I did. 812-882-3737. Don't, don't you listen? No, I wasn't listening. Um, That's par for the course. I'm surprised that this took as long as it did, but two months to the day... Evgeny Prigozhin uh, was presumed dead. He's the guy that uh, was in charge of the Wagner Group, used to be a chef and a when prisoner. Did, when did his first name Yuri? Yev- Evgeny. Y-E-V-G. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yuri's easier to say. Uh, <laughs> he was a, a criminal, got out of prison, and somehow became the chef for Putin, and then he somehow raised an army. Became then, a billionaire somehow, too. And then I know how that happened. And then somehow he decided to, you know, try to pose a coup in uh, against Putin. So Putin said, "I was forgiven," and they sent him to Belarus. And I thought that's probably he's going to be one of these guys that falls off a balcony suddenly. <laughs> a Russian mercenary leader was on the passenger list of a jet which crashed in Russia, killing all people on board. Apparently, this private jet registered to him or the Wagner Group took off with. Ten people, uh, seven passengers, and three crew. And then there's actually video of it falling out of the sky. And they now think, perhaps, uh, believe it or not, there may have been an onboard explosion. No. And they also proved the concept that uh, jets, jets cannot fly with only one wing. Um, now, my theory is that uh, if, you know, Putin was probably behind it. I have nothing to base that on except extensive history of the man. But what if? Yes. He faked his death to oh. avoid Putin. Ooh. Saying, I know, sooner or later. You are cynical. Sooner or later, Putin's <laughs> going to get me. But if I fake. Not, not my, if I get myself first. If I fake my death yes. in a fiery plane crash... Because there won't be any remains to identify There won't me. be much left to identify. I will take my billions yeah. and go hide out, you know, grow hair or whatever it takes to hide from Putin. No, you should work for MSNBC. But the good news is, 
Russia is investigating the plane crash. Oh, well, good. And they have good. not identified we'll, we'll all get, the bodies we'll, we'll yet. We'll get to the bottom. So of we will this. get to the bottom of his uh, uh, potential demise. Well, the, the part of this story that I like best is the recent story. There's some twenty-five thousand troops in. Uh, it's well, it's pronounced Wagner because he named it after the composer of the Rings, yeah, yeah, Wagner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, some twenty-five thousand members of the Wagner group camped in Belarus, and they've struck camp. There's a satellite photograph showing them they're on the move, and no one knows where. <laughs> Well, you don't want a bunch of mercenaries running around if oh, they're no, cranky. No. Uh, long-time listeners, and if that's you, God bless you, uh, of the show, know that I like to do follow-ups. We actually did this story back in July of 2022. It involved Mackenzie Shirilla, a teenager, and she was driving a car and and had in the car her boyfriend Dominic Russo and Dominic Russo's friend Davion Flanagan. Have you seen the video of this crash? Oh, really? There's a video. Oh yeah, somebody's home surveillance. It's just this car just comes out of nowhere at a hundred miles an hour into a solid wall. I guess Mackenzie was wearing the seatbelt, and the others weren't because. Uh, the wreck killed her boyfriend, Dominic Russo, and, and Davion Flanagan. Uh, in the trial in Cuyahoga County, uh, Ohio, outside Cleveland, has just completed, uh, and she has been found guilty. The prosecution noted and apparently was able to show the jury evidence that shortly after the um, crash, she attended a music concert in a wheelchair and then celebrated Halloween by performing a dance routine in what appeared to be a corpse costume. Did she was she like she was a minor, wasn't she? Oh yeah, she's nineteen now. So what a year ago? Eighteen? Seventeen or eighteen? When this? Um, uh, she had, faces an automatic minimum sentence of fifteen years to life. Uh, and the judge, however, has said they can be served consect. Uh, con- Consecutively, no, no, that's not right. Well, they can serve be served at the same time. So Con- concurrently, concurrently. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so my uh, vast legal experience in the criminal arena. She uh, that kind of dashes her hope, I think, of being a model, um, but uh, or an Uber driver. Yeah. Literally, the home the uh, home security just shows this car just veer off the road and. No brake lights, just, uh, I think the judge said, called her like a bat out of hell or something. Yeah. Uh, this is an old case from 1995. Uh, prisoner in Utah, Robert Lee Brock, sued himself. This is a good case. $5 million, sued himself. Good luck collecting. Claiming that he had violated his own civil rights by getting arrested. I was terrible to myself. He argued that he should have been more careful while committing the crimes that led to his incarceration. Uh, You you have surmised correctly that that case was dismissed. Plus, even a successful case. How does he collect? Yes. They let him out, and he commits $5 million worth of crimes. Let's go to our first break here on Legal News and Views, 97.3, 97.7 FM. 
1450 a.m. Give us a call now, 812-882-3737, and we'll be back with what you want to know. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. And we're back. Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. Clinton ruined it for all of us. I'm Dave. <laughs> and uh, doing uh, some follow-ups here. Again, join us, 812-882-3737. Uh, Julian Assange, a uh, name that maybe most of you remember. Um, it's been around now, boy, five-plus years. Uh, Julian Assange, I think originally Australian, is the founder of WikiLeaks. Uh, through a U.S. Army intelligence private known as Bradley Manning, now known as Chelsea Manning, uh, he got access to all kinds of um, intelligence about U.S. government actions in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Guantanamo Bay. Uh, The U.S. now has had a warrant for his arrest ever since Bradley Manning, or Chelsea Manning, uh, was uh, sentenced and then I think pardoned by Obama. Uh, he was, but uh, Assange, Julian Assange, um, he was uh, arrested or sought refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy in England for many years until the government of Ecuador changed. Uh, then he had to, was kicked out and arrested by London on warrants from Sweden, where he was charged with two rapes. They, that has since been dropped, but now is being held to be extradited to the U.S. Um, Did they take his cat, too? <laughs> I don't know. If extradited, he'll be tried in Virginia and could be sentenced as many as 175 years. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, so what's the story? What's the follow-up? Apparently, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland has a home in Maryland, which is now the site of a vigil for people staying outside the home and asking that the charges against Julia Assange be dropped. Who are these people? Uh, the director of the Women's Institute of Freedom of the Press. I never knew there was such a thing. We need media, democracy, freedom of the press, not just the five corporations that pretty much run everything. Uh, I'm glad to know that she doesn't sound bitter. Well, the, if I remember correctly, the information that was published by WikiLeaks uh, led to the uh, capture and torture of many what were called assets for U.S. intelligence. Now, people died because of that <clears throat> alleged freedom to disclose classified information. A uh, French woman was banned in 2008 by her local cemetery. She got a notice saying that uh, you cannot die here or be buried here because your plot, which you've owned for many years, is the incorrect size. So very polite French. They said, you need to find another place. No, I've, I missed the first part. They Why? sent her because it's the wrong size. What's the wrong size? The plot. Oh. The plot thickens. Burial plot? Burial plot. Yes, it's a cemetery. Comes in sizes? Apparently in France. <laughs> Petite? France! Happy birthday. You know when you Royale? go... 
Sometimes you go to these restaurants and they sing, sing some version of happy birthday because they... Because uh, uh, they don't want to pay the royalties? They don't want to have to pay the royalties. But you may have noticed, or not, back in 2016, a judge ruled that happy birthday is in the public domain, domain so that uh, there's whoever the copyright owner was getting millions in royalties... And the judge says, nope, that's public domain, so no so more royalties for you. I need to tell my local Mexican restaurant so that they, well, they're not very good singers anyway. But You're not the, you don't go to the one where they smash the cream in your face, are you? No, no. Um, uh, they put a hat on you, and yeah, I yeah. think for adults they give them a glass of tequila, at least they did for my wife. I think and, she's the only and one. And then some guy strums a guitar, and uh, they just sing over and over again. Happy birthday, happy birthday. I forget the tune, though. Oh, rats. Oh, well. This guy, he may be the least competent criminal coming up at the <laughs> half hour. This guy in Texas was arrested for what? He apparently stole the judge's gavel off the bench. Oh! And as you might imagine, these days, it's all on security camera. <laughs> <laughs> and when asked why he would do such a thing, he said, I, I wanted a unique souvenir of my time in court. He's going to spend more time in court. I bet he gets hammered. <laughs> the gavel monkeys always win. Mm. Ooh, again. All right. It's the third or fourth time. I'm Cor courting uh, trouble here. Now. Well, they should be working. Revenge porn. Uh, first of all, I think it consists of intimate pictures that people take of each other thinking it'll never see the light of day. And, of course, in this age of instant... Everything. Everything, it does. Um, and many states have actually passed uh, criminal laws, uh, making it a crime to post such intimate pictures and material uh, without the consent of the other party. Well, a woman only identified as D.L., sued her ex-boyfriend, Marquise Jamal Jackson, accusing him of posting intimate pictures on its social media platforms and adult websites with intent to embarrass, harass, torment, humiliate, and public shame. Now, that's not all Jamal did. Um, he, he began posting the images, and then he uh, would send the images to her friends and family and would direct them to sites where the images were uploaded. A civil trial uh, gave DL, the victim, 150 plus million dollars in damages against Jamal. That's like the guy who sued himself for five mil. I was going to say, the, the lawyer said, while well, a judgment in this case is unlikely to be recovered. Well, oh, really? He, does, he said the compensatory verdict gives D.L. back her good name. Uh, yeah, but the pictures are still out there, I bet. And Be uh, careful out there. And, and I photos. would imagine that the, the, the jury all have copies now, too. Well, you might, I guess, with the evidence. This is a, a follow-up. We've talked about this before. I know back in 2015, a lawsuit was filed on behalf of a chimpanzee named Tommy. <laughs> Arguing that he should be granted personhood and released from captivity. Um, I don't think Tommy was declared to be a person. Uh, unless 
in these days, lots changed since 2015, maybe Tommy identifies as a human being oh. and should be granted civil rights and voting and such. Did he pick a gender? He did not. More like a banana. <laughs> uh, Livermore, uh, California, is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Police have in, uh, put out a very interesting warning. It says that thieves are using Bluetooth, which is a wireless connection device, to figure out if a car is worth breaking into. In other words, the smartphones owned by the thieves can detect if there are devices in the car that use Bluetooth and hence worth stealing. They warn the public that uh, do not leave anything in your cars that might uh, have Bluetooth connections because that will make your car. Uh, and and my, my son, youngest son, lived in San Francisco for a while. He said, don't leave anything in sight because they'll just smash the back window and take it. And they'll smash any window. Yeah. I was uh, parked in Indianapolis once in this old iPod. If you remember, when that's how you carried your music. It was not an iPad, but an iPod. How old are you? I'm pretty old. Not as old as you, but no. I'm closing in on it. That's true. A small device. It was old. Mm-hmm. Really have no value. And they broke out a $1,000 window on my car and took off with it. And the police came by and took a police report. I'm still waiting for this. This was like five years ago. I'm waiting for them to get back with me on the recovery. I mean, zero value. Even there's no secondary value. Uh, this person sued their psychic in New York because the psychic, uh, who was to know all and predict this woman's future, failed to tell her her boyfriend would break up with her. The lawsuit only sought a refund of the money she paid for the services. I would imagine there were a lot of other things that were incorrect. Um, that's like the lawsuit or the claim by the bride um, who got divorced and was trying to get a refund from the wedding photographer. <laughs> These are worthless to me. I want all of my money back. There is a farm off the south coast of England on an island. Uh, so must be there on the uh, English Channel. Uh, and it's been in the family for 350 years. It's uh, called Stoke Fruit Farm. It maintains, as a tourist attraction, an expansive sunflower field. Pictures um, not visible on the radio, but uh, you're, you're talking probably 350 acres of sunflowers. Apparently, it is a tourist attraction. And here lately, uh, an attraction for people to take their clothes off and be photographed among the sunflowers. The family owners uh, say, uh, we are a family area. Please keep your clothes on in the sunflowers. Uh, This is, I don't know if it has solved the problem, but um, it does kind of make one want to see the English Channel. Uh, in some countries, there have been cases where parents are banned. We talk about this from time to time, where their certain names are illegal or they won't uh, 
I guess, process the uh, birth certificate with a band name. I find this one particularly hard to believe. A couple in New Zealand were banned from naming their child Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Tallulah. The, Tallulah does the hula oh, 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 from Hawaii. Oh, oh. From Hawaii's part of the name? Yes. And even though these are <laughs> these are uh, Kiwis, New Zealanders, uh. so the powers that be said, no, that is an, that is a non-starter uh, for us. And I don't know what you would... I guess you would just call her Tallulah. Well, uh, maybe there'll be a lawsuit. I know um, some states tried to regulate license plates and names that were profane, uh, to say it politely, and uh, were taken to court and found to be violating uh, First Amendment (coughs) free speech rights. This, of course, is Kiwi. Uh, so I don't know. I doubt that they have a constitution. Well, I think there's only like five million people in all of New Zealand, aren't there? I don't know. <laughs> there was a some women's World Cup was there recently, along with Australia. Yeah, USA did great. Yeah. Uh, I watched a lot of that, and um, the USA lost, and they should have lost. There were a lot better teams in the tournament than USA. But that brings us to our second break here on Legal News and Views. 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, 812-882-3737 is your ticket to enlightenment. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And we have a caller. Welcome, Legal News and Views. Hello? Caller? Caller? I I was told we had a caller. Hello? Okay, uh, but you're not on the radio. Hang on just a second, and he'll get you... I each had separate checking accounts. Oh, okay. my, uh, can you can you start over? Because uh, now you're on the radio. He was okay. always on the radio, just not on your headphones. Okay, yeah, I, I enjoy your show. I've been listening to it for a long time. I do have a legal question. All right. Uh, my wife recently died, and uh, <clears throat> my daughter-in-law is the executor of the estate. Okay. We each had we each had our own checking account. When my daughter-in-law went to find out about getting money from the checking account, they told her that the account would be froze for 45 days. Okay, that's good. Well, she went back 45 days, and now they're telling her she needs an affidavit from a lawyer. Oh. Now, what's this affidavit? Or Small estate affidavit. Yes, uh, and that's the 45 days. Um, if the total value of the assets passing under the decedent's will 
is less than $100,000 plus liens and encumbrances and funeral expenses. You can avoid an estate administration and you can collect the checking account by filling out a small estate affidavit and giving it to the bank and that allows the bank to release the money in the checking account to the people named in the affidavit. Um, it's it's supposed to be cheaper, or oh, it is cheaper, quicker than an estate administration. Uh, so uh, I would recommend that your daughter-in-law uh, go see any of the lawyers in town. They all have done small estate affidavits, uh, and they, they'll know what she needs. Okay, thank you very much. Well, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Good question. Um, but Sorry for your loss, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, time now for that regularly scheduled segment of the program known as Least Competent Criminals. And we have two nominees uh, that start in Daytona Beach, Florida, where police discovered Michael Sarasoli, uh, age 79, beaten and stabbed to death in his home that he shared with Nicole Max, age 35. Officers tracked down Nicole around 3.30 the next morning at a restaurant where she had blood on the side of her leg and part of her shirt had been torn away or cut. And when they approached her, she dropped a knife and a hammer she'd been carrying her, telling the officer she often carried such items. I do, too. She said uh, uh, when police asked her about Michael, she became agitated and asked for a drink. They gave her a can of Diet Mountain Dew which she promptly poured uh, all over her body and hair and washed herself in it, hoping to eliminate any evidence on her person. Uh, if you didn't by now know, that doesn't work. Uh, her DNA was found on the knife used to kill Michael. She currently resides in the county jail. And our next nominee, first time, maybe doing this show 30 years, First time an incompetent criminal, Vincennes, Indiana. Apparently, a man, unnamed at this time, has been jailed for operating a battery-controlled children's toy in the North 2nd Street uh, while intoxicated. That's right, folks. Allegedly. A DUI for a battery-operated toy. So he didn't get charged with battery? Uh, no. Nope, nope. It's, See what I did there? I charged did. I did. With battery. I've been ignoring it. But you had to emphasize it. People are pulling over right now laughing, guffawing, dare I say. Oh, I have a couple, too. They might be throwing up. Well, there you go. All right. North Carolina woman was arrested after she led friends and family to believe she was dead. Uh, she's facing charges allegedly orchestrating a fake report of her own murder to loved ones and authorities. Uh, Margaret Francis, this sounds like a Saturday Night Live character, Maggie Sweeney, 37, was reported missing on Friday. Officers began an immediate investigation due to information that Sweeney was endangered or deceased. She was, however, found safe the next day. So... Um, She's going to be in for some trouble, and she might need, I dare I say, some uh, counseling of some kind. Uh, a lot of people dropped everything trying to find her, thinking that she was in serious danger or hurt. So uh, 
she became a criminal with her uh, behavior. <clears throat> this guy in Georgia uh, was arrested after applying for a job at an Arkansas police department. They say a man applying to be a police officer had warrants out for his arrest in Georgia. That's not a good way <laughs> to apply to become a policeman. Uh, didn't think they did a background check? They background check, lie detector test, mental health check. According to a press release from the Monticello Police Department, 24-year-old Justin C. Carter applied for a police officer position through an online app while he was hiding out in South Carolina. Authorities say the 24-year-old fugitive came to Arkansas to verify uh, details for the physical fitness test. When he arrived, officers say there were discrepancies in his physical appearance from his background check. You don't look like the guy we just background checked. Further investigation uh, of his history, they found his real identity and a nationwide warrant for his, ar for, for his arrest from Georgia. The next day, Carter met police at the high school track to perform his fitness test. The officer allowed him to perform the test. Well, good for them. Yeah, took him into custody right after he completed the test. Police said that he was wanted over a probation violation in Georgia. So, George, there's good news and bad news. You passed your test. Turn around, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> and that wraps up this week's least competent criminals. I have two stories involving the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I think one you may have heard because uh, it was kind of uh, on the news. Two American tourists um, on August 14th dodged guards, uh, security guards at the Eiffel Tower and, and slept the night in the Eiffel Tower. Uh, they got stuck because they were drunk. They didn't know how to get out. Uh, firefighters were dispatched, and they were questioned by the police. They will be charged with a criminal complaint, though Paris officials admit they don't pose any threat. Except to themselves, perhaps. More of a threat is an experienced climber. Climbed to the top of the Eiffel Tower on August 17th and parachuted off before guards could stop him. He leapt from about 1,100 feet and was promptly arrested on landing for endangering the lives of the others. Uh, the security at Eiffel Tower takes a dim view of this kind of activity. Well, having brought that up, they may seem to be a little lax with those security breaches. Yeah. You got people camping out there, guys jumping off. Hey, would you hold my uh, parachute here? I'm uh, going to jump. These people <clears throat> uh, bought a dream car in South Florida, but it's turned into a financial nightmare, which I assume this would happen. This older couple from Georgia um, found a, what, a car with something called Dream Auto Collection, South Florida car dealership. They paid $15,000 for a rare, low-mileage 2003 Lexus LS, only to find themselves without a car and without a refund so far. They wanted this car because it matched a 2001 Lexus that they already had. They interacted with a man named uh, Sebastian Murphia, who promised the car would be delivered to them once their check cleared. Uh, there ought to be a more secure way to do that, and probably our listeners know how to do that, but sending them a check without getting the title 
That's a little dicey. Not only did they didn't get the car, but they later found out that the same car they thought they bought had been registered to another buyer in Georgia just eight days after their check cleared. Um, this guy, Murfa, texted a couple claiming the car had power steering issues needing a $5,000 repair. They got in touch with the guy who actually ended up with the car. He said, oh, this car's perfect, low mileage. It's really a nice car, no, no damage. And they've been trying to get in touch with the uh, the dealer and the owner, saying, "Well, that's impossible. There's no way this could have happened." And I, it's, this is a real dealership, so I mean, you know they can sell cars that way. But apparently, they uh, either this guy double dipped or says, oh, "You know, which 2003 Lexus did uh, we sell this guy?" <laughs> but they're both in Georgia, so that at least they can visit. That brings us to our third break here on Legal News and Views, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. Still time for your call, 812-882-3737. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And as I said earlier, still time for your call, 812-882-3737. It's kind of a follow-up. Uh, Brian Kohlberger, he's the guy that uh, allegedly killed those four people in Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. And his his alibi is, at that particular time in the morning, I was driving around alone in my car. And, uh, not a good alibi. And so that's hard for him to prove and impossible to disprove. Uh, he's accused of stabbing the four University of Idaho students. Um, he's now uh, waived his right to a speedy trial, uh, which would postpone the start of his trial, which was supposed to start, I think, in October. Um, so a couple months from now, and he said, "I don't need a speedy trial." And that's where um, now they're concerned that he's going to, uh, believe it or not, try to drag this out for as long as possible, and they're afraid that the trial will be delayed for years. So he's, uh, I don't know if he's playing a long game or um, I'm not sure the case against him gets better or worse uh, by waiting. Um, the uh, Part of the problems is where this murder happened. I think it's university housing and the university uh, says we need to tear this down because we can't put people in it. And the lawyers are saying, don't tear it down. That's evidence. You yeah. know, we may have the jury walk through there and see what was what. So. <coughs> a real problem <clears throat> of course the families want uh, justice sooner uh, rather than later so uh, I'm sure that will be drug out for a, a long time could be years and he will be not out on bond he will be in jail in in Moscow the wrong Moscow so <laughs> I know uh, Michaela Witters was on the 20th day of posting a series to TikTok uh, that she called 100 Solo Dates. Apparently, she would take selfie videos of herself reading in the park or buying herself flowers. On August the 7th, uh, she was in a Barnes & Noble. I didn't even know there were still Barnes & Noble stores, but she was in a Barnes & Noble in Burbank, California when she decided to post another video of herself alone in the bookstore. 
Unfortunately for Michaela, she wasn't alone. Her video caught uh, an unnamed gentleman kneeling behind her and sniffing her. The hair sniffing guy. Well, not hair, I don't think. Well, there's hair everywhere, Jeff. He, he was going much lower. Uh, and uh, we just she, lost our producer. <laughs> she, she even took video of him sniffing someone else. She posted the video. He's a repeat offender. Uh, apparently, he is. Uh, and the, after posting the video, a multitude of other women said, "Yes, he's the same guy who was sniffing me at the store." He doesn't store. live in the White House, does he? Uh, White House? What? Um, they have, they've accused our president of being a, Los a serial An hair sniffer. The Los Angeles County Jail records show, oh, his name was Ralph Crowder. Cramden? Crowder. He drove a bus. Crowder. I love that guy. Oh, sorry. That he's been booked there 41 times. It doesn't say book for what, but um, he's got a history. Yikes. Well, yeah. That guy's, you know, the first day in prison, he, he picked the biggest guy and started oh, a fight. Oh, 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 what, what are you in for? <laughs> I yeah. smell women. Yeah. Yeah, he may not last long. Nope. Britney Spears, she got rid of her conservatorship, and then she got married. and got was rid having, of her clothes, I was think. having a great time, and now her husband of one year is divorcing her. And I'm sure she has crazy. A I'm pretty sure she has a good prenuptial, but she's apparently paying ten thousand dollars a month for her estranged husband, uh, Sam Asgari's apartment, after he purportedly requested that she cover his legal fees amid the divorce. Hey, Britt, I'm filing for divorce. I've got this really expensive apartment. Can you mind paying for that? And I got this really expensive divorce lawyer that's going to try to bust the prenup. Will you mind paying for that, too, while you're at it? And apparently there were going to be a custody fight over a couple of dogs. Ooh. But they've apparently worked that out. Shouldn't call the kids dogs. Where they're each, they each get one dog. So it's not like, it's not even child support. No. It's just 10000 a month. Well, you learn something new uh, doing this show. Uh, apparently... There is such a thing as a fur meet. And on August 12th in Huntington Beach, California, individuals dressed in furry costumes. Oh, yeah. They're furries. They are. That's what it says. They're furries. Um, this was Which too, goes back to your hair story. So there. <laughs> which was uh, something that someone thought we ought to capture this on video. That led a gentleman in a black wolf costume to say, uh, no, you must stop. He had a megaphone, he said, and over the megaphone he screamed, leave or we will make you leave. Uh, the filmer was undeterred until he got hit over the head with the megaphone. The fight that ensued was finally broken up by California State Parks officers. And then I was attacked by a big bad wolf with his megaphone. He pulled my tail. He broke my tail. Uh, this guy in Arizona, poor guy, planned to build his retirement home on some land he bought 20 years ago. Problem was, somehow it got sold for $200,000 without him even knowing it. William Gordon received a letter in the mail from his title company congratulating him on the $200,000 sale of his Tucson, Arizona property. He said, well, that's interesting. I didn't sell it. 
he noticed almost immediately that the letter was a little bit off. I noticed the last four digits of the social security numbers were not mine and the address was wrong. The mail should not even have gotten to him. Gordon, age 65, bought the undeveloped three and a third acre property in 99 for 76.5 in Pima County. He's been paying regular mortgage payments on the land and had about 9,000 left to pay off the loan. Uh, he's one of many property owners that have been on the receiving end of real estate uh, related fraud. I think that used to be a lot harder to do. Uh, home title theft, a crime where someone steals a homeowner's identity to take ownership of a property leaves the owners like Gordon without many options for a quick resolution. Uh, the county said all you have to do is undo this, he said, but nobody seems to know how to undo it. Oh, that's easy, just undo this. Title companies are notoriously sticklers for detail and, you know, like your estate planning Nazis. Nazis? They are. They're, they're very uh, detail-oriented. And apparently there is a, um, I think you can do this in Knox County, where you can sign up. And if there are any title transactions involving real estate that you own, they send you a notice. Ah, oh, yes. So you might consider doing that so that, hey, I didn't sell my house. I don't own that much real estate in well, Knox County. You would like to not go home and have the locks changed. Yeah. Note to Deb change the locks. I think in an earlier show we pointed out that California now allows driverless taxis. San Francisco was kind of a test bed for that. Yeah, and there's two companies. One's called Cruise and the other is called Waymo. Which is a Google brand. And uh, on August the 15th, as Paul Harvey, not the Paul Harvey, age 74, looked on, uh, he watched as a cruise vehicle in San Francisco drove into a city paving project and became stuck in wet concrete. Uh, Harvey says, I thought it was funny. Uh, Rachel Gordon uh, voted, noted that no one was hurt, and the owner of the cruise will have to pay for the uh, resurfacing of the pavement. Uh, the owner of cruise says it just it shows that the Driverless taxis need a diverse set of cases so it can learn. And driving into wet concrete is one of the... Can you imagine programming one of those? Well, humans have done that. Well, driving the way, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Burglary suspect in Seattle was found. Uh, the 17-year-old girl home alone. She called her parents and they called the police for her because she thought someone was trying to break in. Police arrive on the scene and... She's too scared to open the door. She's not opening that door. She doesn't know it's the cops. The cops hear some noise, so they break down the door, enter the residence, and they find this guy, uh, and there's a body cam of this. He's in the owner's car inside the garage, and he has clearly has rubber gloves on, and uh, he won't exit the vehicle. He's in the garage, sitting in the car, the police won't, he won't come out. So the policeman takes his baton, breaks the driver's window, and then you see this guy. He has a gallon, a, a big can of gasoline. He starts chugging the gasoline, and they have to drag him out. Uh, it's incredible to watch why well, anyone would do that. didn't blow out any matches. Uh, so I don't know what his plan was to drink the gasoline, but it's... Uh, quite disturbing. Yes, agree. 
I think this story was on major news as well. Peggy Jones of Silsby, Texas, was out working in her yard on July 25th with her husband. Is that short for, for Margaret? Peggy? It's short for Peggy. Well, it's long for Peggy. So, as she's working, a snake fell from the sky wrapped itself around her forearm and started to squeeze. She said, I started screaming and swinging my arm, at which point in time, uh, down came a hawk and uh, tried to grab the snake, but uh, grabbed her arm and grabbed her face with its talons. They're both attacking her. (laughs) She finally got, the hawk got a hold of the snake and flew off. She said the whole incident was 15 to 20 seconds, but... I was attacked by a snake and a hawk all at the same time. Uh, the, the wounds uh, caused by the uh, but it was re- hawk. Or, uh, it was reported later that she tastes like chicken. <laughs> Mississippi police our, officer. Our, our music is I'll talk fast. Mississippi cop no longer has a job. He took a 10-year-old boy to jail after he went to the bathroom behind his mom's car. Arrested the kid. Drives him to the police station. That is not good judgment. So no. this guy uh, lost his job, probably rightfully so. Uh, well, this is the end of this week's segment of Legal News and Views. Uh, enjoyed speaking and hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. Legal News and Views, 97.3, FM, 1450 AM. We may be back next week. We never know. Thanks yeah. for listening. You're listening to the Talk of the Town, 97.7 FM and 1450 AM WAOV Vincennes and 97.3 FM WAOV Washington. I'm Tom. Donald Trump is set to turn himself into the Fulton County Jail in Georgia for booking on criminal charges. He and 18 others are accused of trying to overturn the state's 2020 election results.